Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! We like, like the juice, juice huh? Yeah. Juice is good. Very good. So good. Welcome in. It is the Cashin' Out Podcast. I'm Scotty Vegas with Anthony Rothman and Moneyline Mark. And what a wild weekend it was. And we'll get into just the beatdown that it was for, for betters in the NFL in a little bit. But I want to start out with Ohio State football, okay? Because we're in the stretch run now. There's three regular season. Well, there's three regular season games left, hopefully a Big Ten championship game and then the bowl games. But I want to first ask you guys now, OSU gets through that game against Nebraska on Saturday. I want to first out, first off, start out by asking you guys, percentage-wise, how likely do you think it is that Ohio state wins these next three games? And I'm going to, I'm going to give it to you, Anthony, first, what percentage would you put it that Ohio state wins these next three? Well, they're going to be favoring all three of them. So, you know, the odds have to be pretty decent because if we play this as a one game every week, you know, they're going to be favored in every game. And so, and then we know what goes on in the last game, you know, until Michigan actually does beat them, who's going to bet Michigan. Like, you may bet Michigan as a home dog and take the points, but outright, you know, until you see it, you won't believe it. Um, Now that Sparty gets knocked off their pedestal, you know, maybe there's a little bit of pressure off of them in a way that their perfect season is ruined. And so maybe they could come in here and give Ohio State a game. Um, Purdue's always got a puncher's chance because they got a quarterback in the throat and they got one of the best receivers. But you almost have to feel like Purdue – the Purdue spoiler makers that only happens at home. It, it doesn't really happen. It wouldn't won't, doesn't feel like this is going to happen at Ohio state. But when I saw the line at 20, like I kind of wanted to pounce on Penn state. And then I had to stop myself and say, well, wait a minute. What is Vegas thinking here? Ohio state just gets out of, out of Nebraska. Purdue knocks off Michigan state and they're a 20 point dog. And I don't think the lines moved that much. I thought it would come down quickly, but the odds of Ohio State, long answer to your question, um, I think there's a 75% chance that Ohio State wins all three. Wins all three. Okay, Mark, yeah. where are you at? If I had to quantify it, I'd probably say 85%. So I'm a little more confident than they are. But, you know, to his point, you know, I, I didn't think Purdue had another upset at him last week, and boy, was I wrong. So you never know. But to your point, uh, I, I think that, they're definitely tougher at home, obviously, and on the road, they really haven't ever done that to anyone that I can remember. So I feel pretty confident this weekend. Okay, twenty yeah. feet, but but I I understand it. And I was probably conservative a little bit just with my feel. I was leaving that like twenty five percent does sound like a lot now that I rethink it. But you know, three out of four, I feel like okay. Like, Ohio State hasn't been a world beater the last two weeks, but they find a way to win games. Nebraska only knows how to lose close games. And, you know, they're getting two of these games. Two of the three are at home, right? Yep. So you got to feel good about that. So you're right. I could probably tick that up a little bit. Actually, when I threw out 75%, it actually had a confident feel with it. Yeah. Now, and and the reason why I asked this question is OSU, I thought late in that game against Nebraska – I texted you, Anthony. I mm-hmm. said, I think they're going to lose this game. 
It was a six-point game, and I wanted you to bet me, and you wouldn't do it. I, I know you wanted you wanted you wanted to go straight up though on that head to head. Well, just because no. you were so definitive, they're going to lose, and yeah. I said, "No, they're not." What do you want to bet? And I looked on yeah. on online, and it was three to one at that point. So. Uh, and I thought, you know, that did you, know, you take it? I did not take okay. it. Fortunately, you and I were talking, and so I didn't <laughs> end up taking it. Um, okay, but uh, here's my point: of the rest of this season, what is the game that scares you most? Because I got to tell you, these three games, I feel pretty confident they win. The one game that I'm actually a little bit nervous about now is if Ohio State were to play Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game because I think Wisconsin is actually playing really, really good football right now. It, what is, what's the answer to the question for you guys of which of the remaining games do you think Ohio State has the, the most likelihood of losing? Go ahead, money line, Mark. For me, it's definitely the team up north on the road. I, I think that's going to be, you know, they, they haven't won in so long. I, I think Harbaugh, rallies the troops and at least gives us the best game of the three remaining. Um, so that's definitely the one that makes me the most nervous. I'm leaning that way. I am. I mean, I, I know that Purdue went to Iowa city and got that done and then turned the trick at home against Michigan state. But Iowa turned out to be pretty fraudulent as far as being a complete team. I mean, defensively defense wins a lot of games and they were turning teams over at a massive rate. They were giving their offense short fields and, you know, maybe at the time that Purdue went to Iowa City and won that game, you know, that that seemed like a big win. But it doesn't anymore. And I just I don't think if in November you've got to be able to run the football. And I just don't sense that Purdue Purdue can't do that. Now, they can throw it and they can they can hit you in the air and they've got a puncher's chance that way. But the two but think about the three teams you just mentioned, Scott, and, and what they all have an identity of they all have an identity of running the football and when it gets a little colder out and it starts to get tougher i'm gonna lean with with mark here yeah it, it history would tell you don't worry about it ohio state will always beat michigan um you know death taxes and ohio state beating michigan but i sense that michigan can defend it and they can run it and those are two pretty important things in november now, Ohio State has big play capability. We know that. They just haven't been able to flip that switch lately. They've been relying on a kicker to, to get them comfy at the end of games, which is weird. And so I'm going to lean with the only true road game left against their rival. I think that makes sense. I will just make one argument for Wisconsin, and that's just because I think they are playing the best out of these mm -hmm. teams right now. I mean – you look at their last five games, 24 nothing over Illinois. Uh, they beat Army, the whatever, but they, they killed Purdue. They mm -hmm. killed Iowa, and they absolutely destroyed Rutgers. So I think they're a dangerous team. Coming into the year, they were expected to be a dangerous team. I think uh, I think that's a game that, you know, we're going to see that, that Wisconsin likely has three losses going into that Big Ten championship game. I'm just saying, out of all the potential games left, I, I, I'm my, I might be most worried about Wisconsin. You know, there's something about them going to a neutral field inside against Wisconsin that it, it means that Ohio State, I know that they didn't do this against Northwestern. They barely got out of that game, you know, against Northwest, Northwestern in the Big Ten title game, and then they want to beat in Clemson, which nobody thought after that Northwestern game that Ohio State would beat Clemson, and they did. So it's it's very difficult. But you're right about one thing now, that all of a sudden – 
they've gone four games or five. They've gone, I think they're past six games with two interceptions. You know, they were handing the ball over at a horrible rate early in the season with the the four interceptions against Notre Dame and a couple against Penn State. Now that they're taking care of the football, they're, they're a dangerous team. But indoor track, Indy, could be very competitive. But if I have to make me pick one, I'm going to go with the rival. All right, one more college football question for you guys, and it's Georgia or the field? That's the question. <laughs> right now, Georgia is minus 150 to win the national championship, okay? So their odds have gone from even mm-hmm. to minus 150. Alabama's 3-1, uh, to one, Ohio State's 4.5-1. to one. Oklahoma's still at 14-1. to one. So those numbers are the same. So I'm offering you right now, Georgia or the field, which way do you guys go? I'm taking Georgia. I would take because I it's this isn't a a, a situation where I don't think they'll make it because they're getting in. So you know I don't have to worry about them getting a shot at it, and then you just got to win two games. And once they get there, I think they'll be the best team um, because if Bama beats them, they're still getting in, and so I at least have the security of knowing that I have a lock. Um, in them, and once they get there, I just think they're the best team. I mean, the defense has been so good. Um, if they stay undefeated and go into the playoff undefeated, which a lot of people think they will, there could be some pressure there to seal the deal. Well, let's think about the teams that they might be playing against. Potentially Cincinnati, potentially Oklahoma, Ohio State certainly poses the, a big threat if they get there. But if this is a Final Four of Georgia. Oregon, Ohio State, and Cincinnati, then I, I really like Georgia's chances. They're probably a two-touchdown uh, favorite in the semifinal game yeah. if they're playing Cincinnati. Now, Ohio State playing Oregon again, the revenge game, you really expect Ohio State to be able to win that game with revenge on their minds. Tough to beat Ohio State twice in a season. So that's why I my knee-jerk reaction would be like, oh, take the field. Don't, don't ever pin yourself down to one team. They're just – they've looked the part every week and I still have that get out of jail free card if they lose to Bama they could circle back and still win it all Mark Georgia or the field I'll take the field um I you know he made some really good points I just think it's there's so much parity in college football this year more than I can even remember and you know I think one of these teams could you know catch fire at the right time and beat them you know Georgia's defense obviously everyone knows especially D-line is you know the best in the country probably and uh their offense really hasn't blown me away by any stretch defense definitely tough but i'd love to see georgia defense versus ohio state in the championship i think that would be one of a game yeah yeah and i'm i'm with anthony in the fact that i would probably right now take georgia uh again i've i've flipped week to week to well, week well, let me ask you this think let's play this out for a quick second they get in who are you afraid that will beat them? Well, here and here's why I'm with you on you take the you you take Georgia over the field because I don't think a four seed can beat them. I think Georgia gets into the playoff as the one seed, and Cincinnati's not going to beat them, and Oklahoma's not going to beat them. Mark mentioned the great game, the Ohio State big play potential against that defense. Georgia will be favored in that game. So you just have to separate your heart now from your head and decide who would I rather have in that game with all the money in the world on the line? Yeah. Do I want the favorite or do I want the dog? 
And the so dog. it's not, it's not, but that, not the that, underdog. Yeah. I want the dogs. Yeah. It's exactly. <laughs> it's not that Mark isn't bringing up a great point on that. Someone could beat them. Obviously someone could get them. It's how comfortable would you feel now knowing you have whatever team that's facing them? There is no behemoth in college football this year. There's only one that looks like a behemoth and that's Georgia. And that's why I'm willing to ride them right now. So you're right. In a one game, anything can happen. If, if Bama backdoors in, could they get him? Sure. Could Ohio State get him? Yeah. Could Oregon potentially get him? Yeah. I don't think Cincinnati could beat him, and I don't think Oklahoma could beat him. So I, I just feel more comfortable having a true favorite, and I thought Scott brought up a good point. Georgia in a semifinal game, probably not worried they'll get tripped up unless they just get caught looking ahead. Georgia fights history. I think they haven't won in over 40 years. So sealing the deal will be tough. They haven't been there. So that's going to be part of it. But that defense cures a lot of ills, man. And and if you're pinning me down to the field or Georgia, I'll ride with the overwhelming favorite right now. There's, you know, in that month break that these teams get before the, uh, well, I guess mm-hmm. they play the semifinal, but there's so much that can happen. You know, sometimes yeah. people overthink. Uh, schemes and stuff like that. I, I just don't know, In you know, obviously the history thing you just mentioned, I just don't know if they can really handle the pressure of center stage in that moment. I, they just haven't proven it thus far, and they haven't had to because Bama's beat them pretty much every year <laughs> in the final, and they haven't really had a taste of that too often. So I, I just think with the parity, and and I, I don't think Cincinnati could beat them, but you know, this Oklahoma team, you just they they started out really poor in the beginning of the year, really in the middle of the year as well. But you just never know; they could catch fire, um, and could catch light in a bottle for a game and things like that. So to me, that's why I'm leaning the field way. It'll be interesting, guys, to think about what the seeding would be if Georgia loses the SEC title game. Where would they be seeded? Well, Bama would be one. Because Bama's two now, they would move ahead of Georgia with a head-to-head win. So I would think that it would probably be. I mean, we don't Bama know what the, one. Yeah, but Ohio State. If Ohio State knocks off Michigan State and Michigan and Wisconsin, like they're going to be up there. Yeah, they'll be up there, but I don't think they leapfrog in Alabama. And they they just leapfrog beat Georgia. So, so what would it be? Bama, Georgia, one and two. Yeah, Ohio State three. Yep, and then name team du jour at four. Right. So you're saying Bama would be the number one seed by winning the SEC title? Yes. Wow. Well, they're they're two now. Well, I know. If but, they were to beat number one. Yeah, I know, but they they did not look good against LSU. Yeah, but Ohio State didn't long. look that great. No, they didn't. I think Oregon Oregon, Oregon played in a sloppy game. You know, field wise, weather wise, I think they can justify that. Um, but I agree that if Bama takes down undefeated Georgia in an SEC title game, let's play it out. Let's go. Bama goes. Bama goes. I mean, I hate to say this, Bama at one, Georgia at two, OSU three. Unless Oregon and, wins out, then Oregon is and three then, and Ohio State's four. Yes, right. Yeah. And then Ohio State could play Bama, Georgia against Oregon. Yeah. And so Ohio State would have to go through Bama and Georgia probably to win it all. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, hey, they've won from the four hole before. Yeah. The first one. So um, that'll be interesting, though, as far as seeding goes, because I when Mark said – you know, everyone's looking forward to that Georgia-Ohio State matchup. Everyone would want that to be the final. And I just yep. don't know if it would play out that way. 
Could That's they true. Face, could they face themselves? Oh, could they face them in a semi? Ohio State fans and really all of college football fans have to be huge Georgia fans oh, in yeah. this SEC title game. You don't want Bama making that playoff. So, okay, so let's let's uh, look real quickly at Georgia, and then we'll get to the NFL, though. I, I pulled up Georgia's schedule because we talk about how dominant and, and you know how good they look and, and if people would take Georgia versus the field. And if you look at their schedule, they have not beat a team that is currently in the top 25, okay? Yeah, Clemson, amazing. not top 25. They were at the time. Uh, I'm sorry, Arkansas. Arkansas is in the top 25, but uh, Auburn. Kentucky, Florida, these teams are not good now. They're they're losing football games. So you look at the schedule, it is not a good enough schedule to say probably that Georgia is has proven it on the field yet. Do you agree? I agree with your logic that they don't have monster competition, but they've just they've handled every game like men against boys. 6.6 points per game allowed. Um, they've got a former walk-on, a quarterback. Now JT Daniels is healthy again. So you're right. It's just hard for me to get past. I'm giving them full eye test because that's all I can do, and they're passing it with flying colors. They're doing a nice impersonation of previous years of uh, Alabama teams, really. I mean, I, they kind of stand on their own, I'd say, at this point. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. It is similar to what Bama has had in the past. All right, let's move on to the NFL. And, guys, hmm. so on my show yesterday, we do a thing at the end of the show, at the end of On the Money, where we do best bets, where we pick five <laughs> games against the spread. I can tell you my record yesterday, zero and five. That's a big zero and a five. That's how ridiculous <sighs> public got hammered yesterday was. In fact, here's some of the numbers that, that go with it. You know, the fact that Buffalo was a 14 and a half point underdog loses outright nine Buffalo to six. Favorite. Yeah. Favorite. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then you've got Dallas, a 10 point favorite. Yeah. They not only don't cover, but they also lose outright. You had underdogs go nine and three. <laughs> Nine and three against the spread with seven outright upsets yesterday. So the public must have gotten their you know what handed to them because yes. what happens in these games in my mind is you start thinking about all the tickets that went on these favorites, even even laying the points. Like I think eighty percent were on the Rams, you know, laying that number last night. Uh, over eighty percent on Buffalo. Buffalo hasn't been a double digit road favorite in over fifteen years, but who cares? They got a MVP type of guy in Josh Allen. But what happens is you get two things that go on here. Better is either try to tease the big number down on the good team, like tease it down so you can get decent value but not great value, or you just do an end around and you just play team total, just play touchdowns. Like the team total for Buffalo was three and a half touchdowns against Jacksonville. So instead of worrying about them covering 14 and a half, just bet that they'll score more than three and a half touchdowns. Like, that seems logical, and they didn't do that. I mean, against bad teams, they can't put up four touchdowns. Um, so when you when you try to forget about leaving the back door open, you just bet it that way or tease that 14-and-a-half down. Um, the only it, one that It didn't came, matter what you teased it, didn't it matter to. You lost. It didn't happened because they lost outright. <laughs> so all of the added value that you could get by just throwing big money line favorites on top of parlays, whether it was Dallas – whether it was the Rams, whether it was Buffalo, 
Um, I don't have everything right in front of me, but the only one that came through that seemed like the public really liked was the Chargers. It seemed like the only one that came, and that took a last-second kick. So, yeah, it, the public just took it. And, you know, the Chiefs were 0-4 against the spread this year at home. Guess what? They didn't cover again. And and so I don't know what to tell you guys. Uh, the Bengals, the public loved the Bengals. Yes. I, I said last week, and I was totally wrong, you're getting Cincinnati a discount now because they lost to the Jets. And all the, and and so and then the Beckham thing happens. You think okay, mass disruption, a lot of detr- distraction, and the pressure on the Browns and Baker, and they deliver. So um, it was one of the biggest bloodbaths I've ever seen, based on what I said as far as you just trying to find a bet that would cash, and it was. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Well, it was impossible. Anthony bet MGM. Nevada Sportsbook came out ahead in 10 of yeah. the 11 afternoon kickoffs. The only one they lost was the Chargers over the Eagles. Here's the other thing I want to mention to you guys. You guys know this. We're knee deep. We're way down the line in survival pools. And so you're trying to find just a, a team that can get you through to week 10, but you've burned a lot of teams now. So you had to decide, do I burn Dallas here? Do I burn Buffalo here? Do I burn the Rams here? And if you burned any one of them, you lost. You're out of your survival pool. And then if you wanted to go, Scotty, kind of like middle of the road, fine. Give me the Saints at home against the Falcons. At least that'll get me to next week. Every every one of those went down in flames as far as survival pool. I can't imagine anyone taking any other team in a survival pool. So here's I'm in a survivor pool, and I, I, I'm actually in two different ones. Okay. One... I took the Dallas Cowboys. Done. Everybody else in the league also lost yesterday in the survivor pool, except right. for one person. One person took the Colts on Thursday, on Thursday night. night. The Thursday night win over the Jets. So they won Pretty the survivor good. pool. And that's that's a great pick, too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That, yeah. That's amazing when you think about just trying to squeak through on a survivor. Now, maybe some people switched to the Chiefs because of no Aaron Rodgers and thought, okay. I got a break here. I've been saving Kansas City. I didn't take them early when they were when they were bad. I'll take them now, and they got through. But it, it was a Mark. It was a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting day for sure. That there were several games that were just very intriguing and didn't exactly go the way obviously most people expected. So exciting, exciting day to say the least. And man, that uh, Browns Bengals game was something else. Yeah, does okay. So I'm I'm bringing up the the futures odds here because I'm curious of a day like yesterday. Now we see a lot of these big name teams. We saw the Bills lose. We saw you know a lot of the upsets. Uh, does that change a lot of the odds? And it really doesn't. It really doesn't on the on the, on the futures market. So the Bills are still six to one. Tampa Bay uh, just about six to one. They're plus plus five fifty. You got the Rams who also had a surprising loss. They're at plus 750. I guess going through yesterday, do you lose faith in a team like the Bills? Would you would you be more hesitant on taking them as a futures bet? Does yesterday <sighs> matter towards a futures bet? Well, I would actually lean positive here. It is the NFL. They they clearly 
once that game got going the wrong way. I, I just don't know how you don't you can't wreck rescue it. You know, it's not like the Jaguars were running away from you. You know, they weren't scoring any points. So, um, but I like Buffalo to re to right themselves against the Jets. They'll get the Colts at home. Uh, they'll go to the Saints. They'll get the Pats at home. Um, they they they'll get the Falcons at home. They'll get the Jets again. I actually think now you would buy on the dip. Now I don't know what where where'd you say Buffalo's odds are, Scotty? Six to one. Yeah, I don't know if we got any real benefit Not from the loss. Not much of a dip. It doesn't sound like there is much of a dip. So um, you either can wait. Um, I still think they're going to be a threat come playoff time. I do. Okay, so one other thing that we like to do is we like to guess at next week's lines. We're not going to go through all of them. We're just going to go through a couple I mean, we of them. We can certainly try to do We certainly can't give you next week's winners. We know that. <laughs> no, considering I was 0 for yeah. 5. Um Ooh. Which, you know, it's it's funny. Trying to make money on the NFL is just stupid. Now, I did win. I did have a parlay where I took a bunch of money lines uh, for college football. So that came through. But I lost big yesterday. Well, okay, And there were a lot of upsets that could have happened in college that didn't. Yeah. Like there were, I mean, outside of the Purdue one, like all the top teams got scared. I mean, LSU could have beaten Bama. Ohio State could have gone down. Oregon's playing in a rainstorm. You don't know how that's going to go. Like there, there were, there were teams that could have been had that weren't. And that's why I agree with you, Scotty, that, you know, the college home, the college game is a little easier to predict, which is weird. You wouldn't think so. You think it'd be the opposite. You would think it's harder to predict 18, 19 and 20 year olds week to week than it is professionals. But maybe what, what happens is we get, we get duped into thinking that there's a chasm in the NFL when it is true parity from top to bottom, no matter what the Detroit lions who haven't won a game, can they knock off? Um, name me a best team in football. Name me a team like on a given Sunday. You just the don't box. know. Yeah. Could they knock off Tampa? Probably not, but you wouldn't be like blown away if somehow they got in a game and, and, and beat them. Like I wouldn't be blown away because the week before, Trevor Simeon and the Saints right. All the beat the Bucks. I mean, I mean, the Detroit went to the Rams and gave them everything they could handle. Could have won that. They went to the Vikings and probably should have won that. Not that the Vikings were anything great. Ravens um, should have won Ravens that. lost by two on a gave sixty-six the, or whatever yeah. yard field goal. Yeah, yeah. So right, so. Maybe we need to just start rethinking this whole thing and stop betting and stop or <laughs> or stop betting team results and start betting over unders and total touchdowns and just kind of prop your way to success because right now it's a death blow. It is. It is. My, my biggest rule in betting on NFL is not to overreact based mm-hmm. off what just happened. And I think, a lot of people just get so knee jerk based off what just happened and you can, and everything can completely change the next week. Totally good or bad, you know, no matter what you just can't knee jerk and overreact. That's my top rule. Yeah. That that's, that's a great rule. In fact, what you could almost do is look and see that there's going to be value in a line when a team did play extremely well the week before, then they're going to be overvalued. I tried it the opposite way. And it didn't work because I, I was high on Cincinnati being able to man up against the well, Browns. That's true. And that didn't happen. But you're right. It's 
when you think about now what'll happen, because I, I don't think it'll reflect. I don't think the Cowboys are going to lose a lot of, now people are going to, hey, this is a good time to get them. Like you'll be, it'll be perceived, but I don't think the line's really going to change on those teams like the Cowboys and the Bills and the Rams because it just, they know, they know that eventually they'll show up. But the biggest shock of all, the biggest upset of the year is Buffalo losing at Jacksonville. That yes. makes zero sense. It doesn't make sense that they lost a low-scoring game. Like, maybe you could say that Lawrence caught fire and they scored some points and a turnover ruined the game for Buffalo. Nine to six? That's not showing up, period. No, no. And it's funny you bring that up. So I've got a I've got a report here. DraftKings took a $500 two-team parlay. Oh, no. It was Jags and Broncos. Okay, so you had a, a Jags, a 14-and-a-half point underdog, Broncos, a 10-point underdog, 500 bucks on it. The person won $15,000. Okay. I I would have made the analogy that we took that $500, we put it in the middle of the table here, and then we lit a match <laughs> because I, I it would have been the same result to me. And this dude cashed for 15 k 15 k you know how hard it would have been for me to part with 500 bucks on that? Like, there are so many other good things to bet. Yeah. With $500. That's, I got to tip, you got to tip the hat, I guess. That's crazy. Yes, it is crazy. It is crazy. Okay. Let's bet on a couple of these, or let's, let's guess at a couple of these lines. And uh, let's talk about the potential overreaction and see if it is okay. baked into any of these. First, let's start out with Atlanta at Dallas. Mm. Dallas is coming off that loss, right? Yeah. And Atlanta is coming uh-huh. off the upset win. So you got both ways. You got Atlanta with the upset win and Dallas with the upset loss. Give me a guess. The game's at Dallas. Anthony, you first. I don't see a whole lot of regression here on that line i would say got to be a double digit favorite uh, i'm gonna need 10 and a half to bet and even think about betting atlanta so 10 and a half mark i'll say seven and a half okay i'm gonna i think you're i think anthony's closer I, the fact that this is in dallas coming off a, a loss like that i'm gonna say i'm gonna go nine and a half uh, it's nine. Okay. So it's well done nine. All right. Next, another team coming off a bad loss, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. They lost not this week, but the week before against the saints, they play Washington at Washington. Mark, what do you got? I will say Tampa Bay by 10 and a half. Anthony. Yeah, I, I would say on the road, NFL, Tampa. You said 10 and a half. I, I like it right around there. I, I'd say 10. Okay, I'm going to go. Yeah, I, I would say probably 11-ish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it is exactly 10. So good, oh, all right. good nice. call, good call. All right, last one. This is Browns, okay? The Browns, and they are going to New England. New England looked great. Ooh. The Browns looked great yesterday. Good football game. Mark, first shot at this one. I'll say two and a half. New England, favored. Okay. Feels like the way the Patriots are playing that – 
I'm not going to short them as a home favorite. Mark had it at two and a half. I'm going to say Patriots by three and a half. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of in the field goal range. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go three right, right, right there. Okay. It's only one and a half. No. Okay. So New England, one and a half. Wow. So. All right. Do we want to build a prop for tonight? Damn straight. We want to build a prop. We got to find a winner. I want to build something that has some teeth to it. I need a phone. I need something here. We are, we are the typical betters. We are chasing Sunday's losses on Monday night, and we are going to definitely throw our good money after bad and try to rescue this thing. That's right. That's right. By the way, one other thing I wanted to bring up, because I texted Moneyline Mark this on, I think it was Thursday, Thursday afternoon. The one sport where I think that you get the most value in in betting is golf, right? I texted Mark on Thursday afternoon, and I said, Mark, Justin Thomas is on a little bit of a run here. Okay, he had made third three birdies in a row, got right back in the tournament on the weekend. Mm-hmm. He was he actually at one point was tied for the lead. But on Thursday, I told Mark, get money in on Justin Thomas at 80 to 1 right now. He was 80 mm-hmm. to 1 on Thursday. He had started slow. Long odds. And it yes. And that's where the big money can be made, in my opinion, is golf. The fact that you can get Justin Thomas. What happened? He ended up not winning. Okay. Uh, What's that? He did not win. He did not win. But he got to the point where he was tied and with with Victor Hovland on Saturday. And so you could hedge with Victor Hovland. That's how money can be made. That's how it is. Yes. Yep. That's how it is made. And I agree with you that the only the hearts the great thing about golf is it lures you in with those long odds. But it also, they know the parity of their fields. And so the no-namer can beat a major winner on any given Sunday because it's golf. But I do think it does lure you in. The problem is you're betting a very large roulette wheel in golf. Yes, you a have to lot. cover a lot of you guys. You got to cover. You got to blanket half the board. You got to, you got, and you have to decide that week, am I going to just go long odds? Because it's more fun to do that. And then if you get one of those horses into the weekend, then you can start by picking and sprinkling, you know, choosing where you want to put that other money. But I agree with you. Golf is an amazing deal, but the fields are so large and that's why the odds are where they are. Yes. You have to cover. And Justin Thomas being, you know, a hundred dollar bet on that was an $8,000 payout. Mm. And uh, you got to Saturday with him as the favorite in the tournament at that point. So, all right. Let's Side do note it there. All right. Let's build this prop bet. First off, what do you guys like? It's it's Bears at Steelers. Very low total. Yeah. It's 40. The Steelers are a touchdown favorite. They're minus seven. Uh, is there a side you guys like to go here? You know, it's it feels like it's one of those games where if Justin Fields is you know plays the role of complete quarterback that they've got a chance to certainly cover this thing. I know there's good value on them winning the game outright, and the Steelers don't score a lot of points, so maybe the Bears could do this, but... I I don't like I, I think I'm gonna stay away from the spread. I, I don't it doesn't feel right. If I was gonna do anything, I would throw in the Steelers just winning into a parlay. Just maybe get some value there a little bit. Um you have a general feel of this, Mark, because I, I feel like the Steelers are gonna win the game. I just can't go all in on them covering. I picked the Bears to upset the Steelers. Okay, know. so you took the value. 
Yeah, it's, well, it's a long, long shot, obviously. But was like know, what, like two fifty five? Uh, it is. It's plus two fifty five. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think it's a. I don't know if Pittsburgh's D's really faced someone like Fields, and he ran a little bit more last week, and if he can run even more uh, tonight, I think that that gives them certainly a chance. And to your point earlier, I don't think that the Steelers' offense is is too potent. Mm-hmm. Also, you, you get uh, Montgomery back tonight, um, so I think they're. I, I don't know. There's just I got a weird feeling the Bears might put up a nice fight tonight. Personally, I think the way that I hear you guys talking, I think we stay away from the spread or the money line. If I were to lean one way, I would probably lean taking the plus seven and expecting mm-hmm. a lower scoring game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would probably let, let's stay so, away so from one, spreads so this the, week. So the ones that really intrigue me would be Najee Harris rushing yards. I don't know how high of a number it is. What is it? 83 and a half. All right. So it's a little higher than I thought it would be. Um, you know, this guy's top four and all running backs and carries right now. Like they're going to lean on him a lot. His, his per game carry total um, has gone up. The guy's averaged 24 carries a game the past three weeks. And he's averaging 98 yards a game rushing in a low scoring grinded out game. I've got to feel like they're going to want to be kind of a bruising type game tonight. I could be talked into going over the 83 and a half. If you guys feel that that's the bears are not great in run defense. They will not have Khalil Mack for the second straight game with a foot injury. So it's right around the number. Um, but I would like to root for a total of 83 and a half. I think he could, I think he could do it. Now. The other thing is he loves to catch passes. Mm-hmm. He could kind of do it in a different way where we decided to go. Is there any all-purpose yard kind of situation? No, you got. Okay. You can do receptions. What which is his that? Receptions are at four and a half. Well, I'd have to go back into his game log, but that that does not scare me. And his receiving yards are thirty and a half. So I, you could go over on both to correlate it. Let me give you some catches on Najee Harris in his last several games. So remember, they're coming. They're coming off a bye, correct? Or is no? Did they? No, they beat the Browns. They beat the Browns. Okay, on Halloween. That's right. So here is catches the last. Well, I'll give them all to you. They've all so you know he had one in the opener. Then went five, fourteen in that anomaly game against Cincinnati. Then six, two, six, three. So it's kind of right there. I thought it'd be a little more than that. The yards have been decent when he's catching the football. Twenty nine, forty six. 2029 Um I like the I like the over on the 30 and a half. What about oh, okay, so let's go over receiving yards. Not so don't pin them down to a number. Um on on catches. Yeah. A five seems like a lot. He's hit it he's hit it three times and pushed it once. Actually, he's hit five. Yeah, five, seven, five. No, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. Five, six, 14, six. So he's hit it four times. I would, I would just stick yards. All right. So let's go. Najee Harris over 30. Uh, yeah. 30 and a half. 30 and a half. Okay. I like that. How about this for rushing yards? Justin Fields, 40 and a half. Well, if you just said Montgomery's back, that'll, that, that could eat into it. 
Steelers are pretty good against the run, but he's the, he's the breakdown guy, right? His scrambling ability. It's his best weapon right now. So here are his rushing totals. 43-38-103, last three games. I like that. What are his passing yards? Fields. Passing yards are 188. A little high. He hasn't gotten to that point. Do you like Ben over 250? Um, They haven't been very good. Now, he has five games of 300 or more, I believe. I'll go back and double-check that. Um, Bears are much worse against the run than the pass. And the Steelers are going to be running a lot, Scott. That's maybe what they we, do. Okay, maybe like, we go Harris 21 carries. Okay. Mm-hmm. Throw in Harris 21 carries. Do we throw in if he's getting 21 Last carries? Last three games he's gone over that. Yeah, and then we and then we go over the the yardage. Okay. Yeah, I like the, I like the rushing yards for him. All right, so let's do 20 over 21 83 and a half. 83 and a half. Right, so yep. That's three pieces of the parlay now. So we have Najee at 30 and a half receiving yards, 21 carries for over 83 and a half. Do we have to get to 22 carries? 21. All right. So we need 21. And we got to get to 84 rushing yards. Okay. And we got to get to 31 receiving yards. So we're going all in on Najee. Boy, if we're, if we're doing that. Do you guys kind of like the under in the game? A run, you know, a lot of a lot of rushing attempts, a lot of running yards. The over under is 40. Pittsburgh's got a good defense. I'm almost thinking we throw the under. Is, I think it's a good idea. Would, wouldn't you say that's correlated with a running football game? Total under? Right. How much? It is 40 and a half. Uh, yeah. You hate rooting for it, but I it comes hate, through. I hate rooting for yeah, unders. It's just it's a real, real tough way to watch a game. It is. I mean, obviously you root for an ugly game and you root for a lot of stuff in between the 20s, but it's ugly and it's tough. And then you can't have a big play, all that stuff. But, <laughs> but in a grinded out game, fields on the road, prime time, he's going to use his legs. Uh, I like the Bears pass defense. And... I, I could be talked into that. Doesn't sound should, like fun, but I could be talked into it. We should do at least one prop. My life, my life in college. There should be a fields prop, but what do you like? What about longest completion? Uh, can't parlay that. He like yeah. He likes to throw deep. What what else can you parlay for him? Picks. <laughs> Where's Deontay Johnson's catches? That's Ben's guy. I like him yeah. tonight, too. Uh, Deontay is at 73 yards. And he is at uh, six and a half receptions. Okay, so I actually like the receptions. I'm not a big fan of the yards. But I'm I'm telling you, that dude has – let me – when I give you his targets and catches – now Johnson will be checking him, but I will say, here we go. So last two games, 26 total targets, 
15 catches. So he's gone. So he went six for 98 and nine for 71. Denver game, he didn't do much. He was nine for 92, nine for 105 in the previous two, and then five for 36 against Buffalo. I like the reception. I do too. What What is it, Scotty? Five and a half? Six and a half. You we need, need to seven. Get, we need seven catches. He's hit that. He's hit that one, two, three, four times. No, I'm sorry. He's hit it three times. When he's on, he's on, Mark. You know, he'll go nine, nine, nine when he's on. Yeah. Um, what about a Bears number? I feel like we need to throw something with, with uh, Chicago. Field. Where are his rushing yards again? 40 and a half. That's a lot. How many did he have last week? He, he, ran he was over a hundred. Over a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, the big scramble. Pittsburgh's not going to let him do that. Probably. No, they're going to make that's going to be their their whole priority. They're going to make him beat him with his arm. How low is uh, Allen Robinson right now? We might be able to to catch something from him mm-hmm. on the low. Uh, pass. Let's see. Receptions. Allen Robinson is four. You would just need four catches. Yeah. Throw it in. Okay. I would. And get rid of the fields. Let's see. I like it. Okay. I think that's our parlay. I mean, so, it's, it's not a lot of stuff. It's a lot of Najee, but. Harris, um, 31 receiving yards. Harris, 21 carries for 84 yards. The under, under 40 and a half. You've got Allen Robinson with four catches and Robinson with seven. 16 to one. I like it unless you wanted to try to get greedy and throw in like a fryer mooth or something. Um, For receptions or yards? What are they? Or touchdown. He's probably going to score tonight. Yeah, the touchdown prop yeah. always scares me. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, four catches is the number. Four would get it done. Hmm. What's his yardage? Uh, 37. Uh, let's see what he's done. So he's done 44-58 in his last two games. He's gone four for 44, seven for 58. So yeah, he's targeting that's, him. That's kind of attractive there. 37. It's not bad, but it could be an ugly game and we're rooting for ugliness. So, but, and and if we're going all in on Najee, I don't, maybe we just don't add the tight end in there. Okay. Yep. I'm with you on that. All right. Recap again. Finally, we got Harris at 31 receiving yards, 21 carries, 84 rushing yards. The total going under 40 and a half. Mm -hmm. Allen Robinson to have four catches and Deontay Johnson to have seven. Pays 16 to one. Do it. Processing. Hit that button. Lock it in. Let's For make us. a comeback. Yes. I'm done with this crap. <laughs> we are going. We were so good on these primetime games. We were living large. We've been knocked down the hill. We got to dust ourselves off and get after it. Bet was successfully submitted. Bam. We are in.
That is the Cashing Out podcast for this week. We will be back next Monday to celebrate this win. Atlas Butler is built to keep you comfortable, and our plumbing services are no exception. You can rely on Atlas Butler for trusted, convenient plumbing and drain service. Our expert plumbers and drain specialists can take care of anything, from a broken water heater to a clogged drain. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you. Mm-hmm.